what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 8, volume 2 of Big Fan, Hickory's fastest growing podcast. My name is Chad East and I'm a big fan of Theraflu, March Madness Beach Trips, and State being in the NIT. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Hank Eimer and I'm a big fan of the Carolina-Duke rivalry. The beginning of baseball season... And that round orb that's in the sky that actually is producing heat, <laughs> and we're not seeing any rain, I'm a big fan of that. You mean the sun? I am. Oh, yes, Hank. I've missed that sun uh, greatly, too. And actually, we got to enjoy a little sunshine today on the tennis courts. We did. Congratulations to you. On another on victory. another victory and another loss for me. These losses are piling up. <laughs> they are piling up. However. However what? what? It really mattered in our real league last Wednesday. Tell the audience how we did, Hank. We had our first match. Yes. Team captain, Hank Eimer, mm-hmm. puts Chad in a match that he knows he can win. Oh, number one. <laughs> I was the number one singles match, meaning they should put their number one player against our number one player. Sure, That's sure. That's should, should happen, right? Sure, okay. sure, sure. And you came out victorious. You're the only one that won. Yes. Ooh, what's that say about our team? Oh, they, we we know what it says about our team. We are not very good, and um, but you know what? We had fun. We did have a good time. We had a good time. There was there was some uh, some bad shots, some good shots. Some bro- there was a broken racket. Broken racket. Yeah. Curse words. Curse words. Yeah, curse words. A lot of. There's plenty words. of it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Good time for our first match. You know, we'll get better as the season progresses. Yeah. This year, I predict states. States. We're going to states this year. We're going to states. We missed it last year, but we're going this year. All right. All right, buddy. So we've been out out, uh, of the studio for about, I think it might be two to maybe even three weeks. Um, Encountered a little illness over the last week, Hank. I fell into the flu. That's gross. Do you take a flu shot? No. Can I tell you the story behind this? So the one time I took the flu shot, I'd say it's been about eight to ten years ago, I got the flu. Okay. So I've just decided I won't take the flu shot anymore, and I've dodged it here and there. I had it about five years ago, but then I got a – it was a weird strain is what the doctor said. There's a new strain of the flu going around. It doesn't cause much nausea 
or diarrhea or whatever. It's basically a bottle flu. Is that what you call it? Because you you know that you know how that. Shoot, I got that one down, dude. This one's not the bottle flu. This isn't the Sunday morning wake up with the flu symptoms. You know, after a Saturday night scary Sunday scary day. This is so. I woke up on Wednesday feeling really sluggish, and as the day progressed, my throat started hurting. I had a headache the whole day. And when I got home from work that Wednesday, I laid down and literally by nine o'clock, I could not move. I had the aches, the aches settled in, the nose started running, the sore throat, the headache. So I had to sit work out on Thursday. I could not move. But Friday, my daughter's 10th birthday, we're supposed to go to Atlanta. I can't let her down. What am I? What am I to do? I can't not go on the trip. We planned it for six months. Yeah, I'm the daddy. So I said, Jennifer, if you don't mind driving, I'll get in the back and just let me lay and take a lot of Theraflu and just sit back there and And maybe everyone (laughs) get everyone sick. (laughs) Had a little surgical mask on. Everything I can do to prevent everyone. You did not wear a surgical mask. (laughs) I didn't, but Olivia wanted me to so bad. She literally said, "I'm not getting in that car with you until you put the surgical mask on, Dad." And I'm like, "Olivia, I'm sorry, I can't do it." Anyway, arrested by Friday. We got there, feeling just terrible. Get to the hotel. I just lay. They eat. Come back on Saturday. Because our Saturday day started at 9.30 at the aquarium. Mm -hmm. So I mustered through it. Got to the aquarium. Got to do all the other things that we needed to do with the flu. You're a champion. With the flu, Hank. You're a champion. True champion. Yes. Yeah, look at the moose in there. He's clapping. (laughs) He's he's standing ovation. Thank you very much. You know what? No man has ever done that before. (laughs) No man. You have done more than any man has ever done. The one and only Chad East to the rescue. Yes. I went to a museum with the flu (laughs) on this day. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Your kids should be so proud. Yeah, they are. Do you know what? If I were in that, that aquarium, I'd be pissed. Yes. If I knew you came in there and you're mashing all Touching the all the, yes. Looking through to, the tank yeah. with my hands on the windows, yeah. yes. Banging at the whale shark. Right. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. When you first see the whale shark, is it not one of the most amazing things ever to imagine an animal that huge is in this tank? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Oh, they have three, don't they? Three whale sharks. Yeah, they have three. That's pretty amazing. It's yeah. a great aquarium. Man, I, I could, you know, you can spend the night in there. I'm Did sure you, know? you could, I'm sure you could hide and no, I'm saying not they have found the, anywhere. <laughs> they have this deal. Probably costs eighteen thousand dollars, where you and your family can bring your sleeping bags in that main room where it's the huge tank and it's got the, like the seating kind of, yeah. you know, the little tiered. the tiered seating. They let you spend the night in there. Oh, that's pretty sweet. How cool would that be? Yeah. Um. So anyway, we did that part of the aquarium. It was fantastic. Ended up going to the Coca Cola place. It's I hear cool. that's kind of a bummer. I liked it. Uh, the girls loved it. It's uh, then you make your own kind of like yeah. You can it's, you get to taste all these different concoctions that the Coca Cola Company have created in different countries around the world. They have like eighty five different brands and eighteen thousand different flavors of soft drink. Well, dude, I was not feeling good, so I went through the first part of the Coke plant, and then I just let I couldn't. I had to leave. I had to go get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. Plus, I had to take. The scooters back. Have you ever heard about these scooter deals and all these cities? Some the birds my, or the limes. The limes, the yeah. birds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the best part of the trip for the girls literally were riding the scooters around all over the place. So I had to make sure we got the scooters back to a safe place, checked out of the hotel. So I had left the Coca Cola place just a little early on Sunday. Yeah. I got you. But it was a really good trip. Cool. Yeah. Anything going on in your world, man? <laughs> Any uh, illnesses, viruses, influenza? No, 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 no. We're all, we're all. But you know, this time of year, I, I will tell you that I am 
more proactive in washing my hands. And, you know, the other day we were going to go to the movie. It was at the height of the flu thing. Oh, yeah. I told Harris, I was like, look, bro, <laughs> we are not going to the movies. I'm not sitting in that room with 60 people yeah. just hammering each other. Smart move. Right? So uh, I am, in my old age, starting to get a little bit better about staying away from the idiots like yourself that want to go out in public. Hey, if you're it's, my girl's bir- it's my girl's birthday, bro. I'll give what am I going to do? I got to go. Because Lucy Rose deserves that. But I got a real problem, especially working in an office. With people that are sick and they come in, have you, oh, I'll just be here for a minute. Why? I'm getting ready. Why, why come ass in? For a minute. Exactly. Get your ass back home, Mr. Postman. Yeah. You know, just stay over there. We don't need you. We you don't are, need you over here. Yeah. In, that infecting. drives me bananas. Yes. Drives me bananas. But no, I've, I've dodged the bug, mm. hopefully, for now. Good. Well, I hope you don't get it because it's absolutely terrible. Sounds all, but I had a flu shot. Ah. So maybe, I don't know, but I'm with you, man. It, every strain is, it, it comes out with some mutant strain, and next thing you know, you got the you got the slug flu or something. Did you say like mutants? Mutants, yeah. You want to hear any more alien wilds? <laughs> Did you have so, any more alien adventures? After our last Let's, let's po- tell our people that, you know, you've had quite an encounter with several some. Several close encounters, if you will, Hank. Okay. See what I've done there? I know. Close encounters. That wasn't very witty. Yes, Everybody thought, saw what it was. I thought it was pretty witty. Well, anyway, after our last podcast, I did get several, and this just might be people buying into the conspiracy theory because people like to believe in aliens. They want to believe there's life out there. So after our podcast, I received at least two text messages, <laughs> at Hank. Least at least one. two. <laughs> at least one and a half text messages of people saying, hey, I support you, Mr. East, because I believe, too. Since this last podcast, however, I have not encountered any other strange things. Um, I did see some real strange people in Atlanta, but I don't think they were aliens. I just think they were normal people that live in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So nothing too odd, but uh, we'll get, you know, I'm going to keep searching. I'm still looking. All right. I'm still looking for some more proof. Good looking out. That they're out there. Yeah. So, you know, this weekend, Hank, we uh, had the ACC tournament. It was pretty awesome. I got to go to the ACC tournament on a awesome. Thursday. Phenomenal. Steve Mull, you know, Mr. Yeah. Mull, he's a great dude in the Hickory area. New he, listener. And a new listener. You said that he just downloaded the app uh, or the, yeah, whatever. Podcast. Podcast this week. So he called or he had a, a, he's a fellow state man. And he knew that I'm a state fan and man. And he said, hey, we got an extra ticket. Meet at this spot, 9.45 a.m., games at 12.30 against the number two team in the country, Virginia Cavaliers. Let's head down to Charlotte. And sure enough, we piled in that car in this big Suburban he's got. He's got the setup, basically like a a little bar in there, if you will. Right. It's 9.45 in the morning. What do you do on the way to the ACC tournament? Well, what do you do on the <laughs> – not, not what, what do you do. It's what do you do. What do, do? I do? Well, sure. there's a bar in there, and we're on our way to the ACC tournament. You know what I'm going to do. You have a drink. Of course, so or two. And so we get down there at about 1130. Charlotte, mad props to Charlotte. So within the last month, they've had the NBA All-Star Game right. and the ACC tournament. And the place was spotless. There was stuff to do everywhere. I was just so it's a impressed. Great town, man. We rode the links, you know, that so we parked our car miles away and rode the links. That's that little tram, trolley, whatever train system. Clean, man. Just awesome. Right. I was like, man, we're in a this feels like a big city. It is a big city, Chad. It is a big city now. But I, anyway, 
thoroughly impressed. We go into our seats. It's awesome. We're club level, eight rows from the floor. Nice. Right behind, like the Virginia bands over here, they keep showing the Virginia drummer on TV. And I was like, man, we might get on television. Yeah, I would, I would like to say that it would probably be hard to get those seats, but I imagine for the state game, it's not that difficult. I imagine, well, I imagine that why, why would you say during that, the, the Duke or the Carolina game or the Virginia game, you're nowhere near getting that close. But I do remember you sending a picture of the game, <laughs> yes, and it looked like there were four people in there watching that game. Nobody likes that team. We Come were on. there early. It they filled in a, it, a lot of people came toward the toward the start of, of the people. game. We were there an hour early, like right? Six, seven yeah, more that showed at least. up. So anyway, we got the great seats. They keep showing the drummer. I told the guys I was with, dude, this camera is going to pan right on us because we were literally right here. Fifteen minutes later, sure enough, the camera pans. Boom! We look on the big screen, and we had four guys in our row. It shows Russell Coley, who's sitting next to me, Winston Lyerly, and then Greg Coley, and. I'm wearing my hat a little tilted to the side. You can just see my hat on the big screen. I'm like, come on, dude, move your camera over at one inch. And I could get on the big screen where they showed their ugly mugs on the Jumbotron for like 12 seconds. It was hilarious. So I think they might have got on television for a brief three seconds, you know. Nobody was watching. Of course. They it's have. okay. I mean, yeah. I would like to say that I saw them, but I, I wasn't watching that game. Yeah, well, it wasn't much to see. We were up at halftime, and then we ended up losing by 22. Yeah, so it was a disaster. But uh, anyway, it's just good being down there. Did you, you being a Carolina fan, that Carolina-Duke game on Saturday, one for the record books. No, Friday night, I'm sorry. Yeah, one was. for the ages. It was, and you know, you know, gr- I grew up hating Duke. Like Carolina hated Duke. Right. Right. And um, I have respect for Coach K, right? And Zion Williamson is one of the best basketball players I've ever seen. So legit. So mm-hmm. legit. Yep. And, you know, I was nervous that Carolina was going to lose by a lot. But the way that they played them was pretty impressive. And that rivalry is something – I mean, how close they are in that rivalry is amazing. It's unreal. It's incredible. And it's- so I have respect for that team. I hate them. Yeah. And there's nothing in my body that doesn't want them to lose first round of this tournament, mm-hmm. but I do respect them. Yeah. So you saying it being so close, they showed that stat that they're within, I don't know, maybe two do, points, two over, over a hundred plus games yeah. within two points of each other. Crazy. Amazing. Crazy. Absolutely amazing. Well, speaking of the NCAA, it kicks into gear Thursday. Yep. Um, we go. We've we've had a trip that my friend, high school buddies, and I have gone on for. It's our nineteenth year, Hank. Nineteen years on Thursday of March Madness. We pile into a truck, van, any vehicle we can get our hands on. Sure. We cruise down to Cherry Grove, mm-hmm. set up shop for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and come home on a Sunday. You've been to this trip with us a few I've, a few I've, times. I've witnessed this trip. Yeah. Do you remember your favorite moment of your March Madness memories of this trip? I've got a couple of favorite moments. Go ahead and share trip. with the audience. Yeah, and, share with um, the audience. You know, some of them involve you. Yeah. You know, I, I remember enjoying watching you wake up um, uh, at our house yeah. one evening, uh, one morning, and I think you're using a washcloth. <laughs> or was it a newspaper? No, it was a, well, a newspaper for a pillow and a washcloth for a blankie. <laughs> for a blankie. I do remember that. And it was cold in there, it too. It was 60 degrees. <laughs> I was sh- I- I, yeah, I'm, I think I came home with pneumonia, but I remember Tucker and CJ in that nice warm bed, yep. and I was like, y'all have anything you could throw down here. It's so cold, and they gave me a washcloth <laughs> for my blanket. 
That's so mean. Um, I also <laughs> remember our friend Paul Breeding yes. uh, getting really inebriated, inebriated. on, a, on mm-hmm. the uh, golf course, yes. throwing a ball into the club, having to go <laughs> apologize to those individuals and buy them a drink. When we drove home, he was so angry. He was spiking balls and everything. Yes. But we had about 45 minutes before the Carolina came, <laughs> game came on. All of us were worried that he would run through the TV. He passed out. Passed out. He didn't watch one minute. He did not watch one and minute Carolina of the Carolina lost because yes. he would have he thrown somebody Absolutely. through the TV. Absolutely. So that was a great moment also. Yeah. Um, there's so many. I, I can't really put my finger on my favorite. One of a memory that's actually probably happened about 15 to 16 years ago. We were staying in Ocean Creek with uh, our friend Will Rowland's right. mom and dad's place. And they, we stayed at these villas. And the villas are about five floors. Okay. And so we got into this big, long poker game. Let me tell the audience what we do with these trips. Normally, we, we'll get there. We'll pony up to a bar. We'll watch the Thursday night ball games. Come home, maybe play a little poker. Friday, wake up, do it all over, play a little golf mixed in. Anyway, it's basketball, golf, drinking beer, hanging out with your friends, eating good food. That's kind of what the trip is. Well, this was on a Thursday night. First, where everybody gets there. You haven't seen – Energy's some, high. You know what I'm saying? You haven't seen your buddies in a while. They're coming from Raleigh. They're coming from all over the place. Energy's high. A lot of hugs, a lot of storytelling, a lot of music. And so before you know it, many times, you know, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, we're still – excited and happy this particular trip it was about five o'clock in the morning and we were like holy cow guys it's five o'clock in the morning where there were two of us that really weren't that tired yet chad's famous words yes one one more more. drink one more so we i'll say hey let's just go walk out on the beach you know five o'clock in the morning we'll go out there and we'll come in hopefully we'll be be tired by then we walk out on the beach and five turns into about seven and we're walking back and we see people drinking their coffee you know having their breakfast out on the beach and we're like oh what what time is it so we're still drinking our beers sure you know? so we're coming back and then we go to the place where um we're staying and knock on the door everyone's a sleepy time in there and no one is responding to knocking on the door because everybody stayed up really late they're very tired so our place was on the fourth floor oh. i go around back start climbing up the side of the villa okay hank like spider-man I'm passing people as they're eating breakfast outside on their little screened-in porches. I'm going by them. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Just cruising on up here. Good morning to the next one. What is it? A cinnamon roll? <laughs> Looks delicious. Smells wonderful in there. Do you mind if I take a swallow of that orange juice? But anyway, I get to our place and scooch around where I can open the door to the screened-in porch and get us in. Maybe one of the dumbest things I've ever done in my life. What am I thinking? What were you thinking? Yeah, I just was ready to get inside and go to bed, I guess. But anyway, shimmy up four floors. That's ridiculous. Stupid. But that's what happens on these trips. Let me tell you something. I talked to one of the people that are coming with you on this trip this weekend. Okay. And uh, I said, are you you ready for it? Are you geared up? And he said, the one thing that I've learned on these trips more than anything is to manage your Chad time. Mm -hmm. Okay? Right. There seems to be a a factor that goes along with these things and it, it, it and it really revolves around you okay? Yeah. okay and so what the problem is is that individuals get caught in this vortex that you have going on <laughs> and the next thing you know it's five o'clock <laughs> yes nobody likes to stay up till five o'clock nobody does i, I, I enjoy it i don't <laughs> nor does this guy but he was like i don't know when to encounter chad yeah. do i get him at 3 p.m maybe i go early 
get 30. Get it done with early. Get it yeah, done. Get it over Maybe with. Maybe you won't want to hang out with me the rest of the day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But the moral of the story in is get out. your Chad time get in Chad early. Chad time in and get to the, get to the bed get early, to the right? Get to bed early. So um, we're going down here for March Madness. You've seen the brackets. They've come out. Exciting. Carolina's the number one seed. Duke's the number one seed. Virginia's the number one state, uh, seed. NC State, again, did not make it. Ludicrous. I, this is ridiculous that they don't get in, but we'll talk about that on another podcast, okay? Ridiculous. So, brackets. Have you filled one out? Do you fill one out? Do you let your family fill one out? Tell me about your bracket strategy, Hank. So, to win these things, you have to pick a path that not everybody's going to pick. Yes, sir. Okay, you got to make a couple reaches. And either you're going to be a champion or you're going to flop. Be a big loser. Right. Yes. Now, my final game, you got to go with like who you think's going to be there. You can't be like, oh, yeah, Liberty's going all the way. <laughs> I mean, you got to have some legitimate. Sure, of course. But those first two games, you know, the first round, the second round, right. you got to take some chances. Take some, take some underdogs. Take some chances. Yes. Right? And I like Liberty. Me too. I like Liberty in their first match. Yes. I like Walford. I like them in their first game. I like Yale. Keep your eye on Yale. I don't like Yale yeah. because I think they're playing – who are they playing? Yale's playing LSU, who is minus their coach. I'm telling you, upset pick, lock, and low platinum bailout pick of the century, Hank. I think we played this before. Yale, Bull- <laughs> Yale Bulldogs. It's a, new, it's a new week, Hank. It's okay. a, new, well, a new week. I, I'm just saying that's the strategy. That is the strategy. Okay. If you think that Duke's going to win the whole thing, then bring Duke to it. But take a couple risks on those other games. Sure. You know? Oh, I got you. Who do you th- – what, what, what's your final four? Okay, pick? so here's where I'm going. I'm, let me look at the bracket real quick while we're talking. I should have it memorized by as many times as I've looked at it <clears throat> over the last couple, couple of days. But I've got Duke coming out. I think they're in the east. I've got Texas Tech three seed coming out of the west. I've got Kentucky – Coming out of, I think that's Carolina's side. It is. And then I've got in a really great battle, Virginia and Tennessee. I've got Virginia coming. So I've got Duke, Virginia, Texas Tech, and Kentucky. But this tournament, I have really good feeling about this. The first two week or two games, like you said, Thursday and Friday, which we're getting re- getting ready to experience, we're going to see more upsets. In these first two games we've seen ever before. But when it gets down to the Sweet 16, Elite 8, the Final Four, the cream will rise. I see a lot of one and two seeds yeah. making it to the Final I Four. I see Gonzaga getting beat by Florida State. I can see it. I'm, I see I them. See I have Duke coming out of the East, Michigan coming out of the West. Okay. okay. Got it. I have Villanova beating Virginia. Villanova, really? In the South. Okay. Okay. And then I have Chapel Hill being there. In the Midwest. That's a hard one. That's kind of, of a homer pick. And actually, I think Carolina's bracket's the hardest it's bracket. by far the hardest. Ooh, we, they they got to the go through many a landmine. But um, it, would be, it would be incredible if it were Duke Carolina. Incredible in the finals. Can you imagine that? A couple of people have actually picked that picked that final. I saw some of the dudes on ESPN. They had Duke Carolina in the final. I, I don't think we'll see it, but uh, it would be pretty. I don't think that's ever happened, right? There's no way that's happened. Duke Carolina in the NCAA so. finals. No way. 
Uh, but anyway, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to getting down there. So normally on our way back, um, I'm very tired on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. So normally the guys that I ride down with, they help me build a little pallet in the back. And so the pallet consists of some old newspapers. You know, we crinkle them up. I can use them as a blanket or a pillow. Um, normally there's a few Slim Jims. I have a Slim Jim, like one at my head in case I just need to lean over and take a bite of something. I've got one Gatorade, got a Coke product, normally Coca-Cola, sometimes a Sprite. Um, there's always lottery tickets laying around me. You know, <laughs> I've got a lot of lottery, lottery tickets laying around. It will normally stop at Bojangles or something. So I might have a chicken tender or a French fry laying just around in my little pallet. Okay. And then I lay down and I wake up in Hickory. Oh, it's amazing. Great. It's such an amazing so trip. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Great. Looking forward to it. Um, Hey, before we jump into our next segment, let's do take a quick minute to thank our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. And we're back, Hank. Uh, Thank you very much to our sponsors, and thank you to The Mesh. I'm telling you, this studio has got it going on, bro. A lot of exciting things happen up and down the hallways of The Mesh studio here in Beautiful Hickory, North Carolina. We're great to be a. Um, I'm happy to be a part of it. As are you, um, Hank. Breaking news! Breaking news! Coming off the wire, hot here, Hank. Mike Trout, your favorite Major League Baseball player. You like him? His getting ready to, or maybe he has already signed. Finalizing, finalizing a contract worth. <laughs> this can't. This has got to be a misprint. $432 million over 12, 12 years. Yes. Let's do the math real quick. What does that break down to? Wow. I'm not very good at math, but I would say that works out to be. That's nearly $35, $36 million a year to play a game to hit a little ball. With you, a, you with are the a wood. desperate, <laughs> jealous little man. I here. mean, what in the hell? You gonna pay? F- no, listen. Which, if you were okay, let's talk about it. Look, you're the baseball. Their setup go. is weird. The you baseball go. setup's weird. Okay, so they have you for six years, but they can pay you the league minimum. They don't have to negotiate crap. I didn't know that. Okay, but okay. they. What is the say? The advantage is. You can hold on to like a, he could be as a future all star and pay them league min- minimum, but. Can they right? So, like when Trout gets drafted, yes, okay, he goes in and they sign him for whatever. It's your signing bonus, signing bonus, right? Okay. You get your signing bonus, and say he signed for two million dollars out of high school, okay, right? His next year he gets league minimum, what the Crawdads league minimum is, and that's eighteen thousand no. dollars. Now the kid that got drafted in the sixty fourth round, yeah. who didn't get a signing bonus, is making eighteen thousand. He's driving a Corolla. I understand, right? Mike Trout's got his Benz for six years, though. Listen. Listen, okay, you're getting so he's there. got a signing bonus okay. of millions of dollars, right? Got it. So next year he moves up to double A or high A. He gets paid twenty six thousand. Okay. Then he goes to double A and he gets paid forty eight thousand. Then he goes okay. to triple A and he gets paid one twenty. Then he gets to the big leagues. Okay. Okay. And he's making five fifty. That's league, the minimum. League minimum. League minimum. In the major leagues. Got it. Okay. So Mike Trout gets the league early. He gets after his third year. Okay. Gets paid five fifty. Rookie of the year, all star team. Right? Got it. Next year, he gets there, too. Right? He's like, hey, kind of a big deal in baseball. 
How about before my deal comes up, you give me a million dollars or $2 million, and then when I negotiate, it'll be cool. They say, you know what? You are a big deal. We're going to bump that 550 to 580. He he said, (laughs) all right, I'm going to get mine when I get it. Holy So this is where this comes into play. Yes. Right? Because they knew that they were going to have to pay him. Eventually, they are going to have to ante up. The problem is is that the system is broke because it's so hard to make it to the major leagues in baseball. There's so many kids. You're right? Yes. So they're taking these gambles. So these kids are playing for nothing at the beginning of their career and being successful. Right. Where they have the owners just completely on lockdown. And they say, you're going to pay me, and you're going to pay me a long-term deal. But all of these contracts, these 13-year contracts, 12-year contracts – are worthless after year six. Got it. Worthless. Yeah. So they're paying these guys. And so this great, if there's anybody in baseball that's worth the most, if, if anybody should be the most, uh, that be paid the most out of any baseball player in Major League Baseball, it deserves to be Mike Trout, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I would argue that pitchers make more of an impact, and I would rather take 400 and some men and go sign four arms right. and see you in the playoff and say, come get me. But – Mike Trout is going to sell jerseys. That's what it he's is. He's going to sell. You know, he's going to. It's, it's going to be attraction. TV. Yeah. It's going to be all that. And I understand yeah. that. If there's a person out there, Bryce Harper cannot hold this guy's jock when it comes to baseball. I, I it, it, Bryce Harper's deal is going to go down as a bad deal, really bad deal. This right. one will go down as a kind of a bad deal because of the money, but really and the length, it, the, length, the, length. And the length of it too. It's right? the length yeah. of it because I mean, it's it's you know all these guys it. All these teams want to pay him $35 million, right. but they want to pay him $35 million for five years. Got it. Every one of them will pay that. He wants 13 years or 12 years because he knows he's going to be crap right. in 10. And still getting paid because does baseball work that once you sign that deal, you, that's, that deal is locked? There are plenty of players that are sitting at home that are getting paid. Bob, let's, let's talk about one. Okay, so there, baseball has a tendency to have the worst deals of all time. Right. Worst deals because of the longevity of it, yes. right? You're paying guys that you think are going to be the studs for, and you're really just paying, hey, let's try to win a World Series in the next four years. That's what you're saying because right. you know they're going to be bad. So if you look at terrible, terrible deals. Well, let's go ahead and do this, Hank. Let's do a Hank's hierarchy real quick of the worst four sports deals of all time. All right, you go ahead and start with your one of your worst deals of all time here. Hank's one hierarchy. Albert Pujols. Yes. Okay. He drops bombs, and he had some great years. But they paid that cat. I think they paid him like he he made like two hundred some million. He still owed like eighty four million of it. Oh my god! How old is he now? Like fifty? Yeah, he's he's my age. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's like yeah. forty two. Wow. So you know he's going to end up you know getting paid this money for years. Yes. And he's not even producing. Now he's still playing. He's he, a place, right? But he's going to be hitting 210, he'll hit 25 home runs or 30 home runs, but he's not going to be the guy that they thought he was going to be. Right. So that that that's a one I feel bad. You want me to yeah. keep going or you want to say yours? I've got one here. Let's say one of the worst sports trades in history. They call it the Herschel Walker trade. It was the largest player trade in the history of the National Football League. It consists of 18 different players, Hank, and multiple draft choices. What the Minnesota Vikings got in return with the trade with the Dallas Cowboys is Dallas Cowboys traded to the Minnesota Vikings, Herschel Walker. Minnesota felt like they were one player away from making the Super Bowl run. Kind of what you're talking about, these baseball guys. One player away. They traded Four draft picks and multiple players. The draft picks that they traded to get Herschel Walker, who played an all right. He was a pro bowler that year, but after that injury succumbed and he was no longer the player that he was before then, 
the Cowboys got Emmitt Smith, Russell Maryland, Michael Irvin, an offensive lineman, two defensive backs that three years later they won two Super Bowls. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the probably the worst trade in NFL history of what they had to give up to get a superstar – but the superstar's longevity was fleeting. He lasted really one more year, right. and they had to give up all that to get him. Right. Give me another one. So I'm, I stay in baseball because they're awful. All of them are awful. Chris Davis. I don't know if you know this. Oh, guy. I know Chris Davis. Yep. Played at Texas, ended up signing with the Orioles. Orioles. The Orioles were a, a contender. Remember. And then they gave a bunch of stuff up for him. Yes. Chris comes in. Terrible trade. Yes. He comes in, and he hit like 50 home runs one year, and then next year he comes in the Orioles and then doesn't do anything. Right. Okay. He is, in the MLB, last in war. Okay, so war is a statistic that they just, they, I mean, they've started keeping, and it's wins against replacement. Okay. So with somebody else in there, they have a better chance to win. He's the worst person in the league. <laughs> wow. And he's got one of the highest contracts. Wow. And which makes sense because they're saying the Baltimore Orioles might have one of the worst teams and records of all time in baseball history this year that's how bad this team is he's, he's terrible mm, awful well i would say probably another one of the worst trades in uh sports history would probably go down i'm gonna say it was in 1996 it was 1996 and the charlotte hornets who was my favorite nba team at the time and still are they had a draft pick i want to say it was maybe the number 12 or number 13 overall pick they drafted Kobe Bryant, and I was like, yes, Kobe Bryant. This dude is going to be a superstar. Well, Kobe, behind the scenes with his agent, had already negotiated a deal that he wanted to be in L.A. to play. Right. The Charlotte Hornets give up the rights to Kobe Bryant for Vlade Divac. <laughs> Do you remember this trade? I, 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 I <laughs> want to cry about it every time I think about it. What in the world? And maybe their hands were tied and they had to do it, but the Kobe for Flade Diva. Kobe goes down in history as maybe top five best basketball player of all time, right? Of all time. Multiple championships, multiple uh, MVPs, and we get Vlade Divac. It kind of turned the whole Charlotte Hornets team into the mess that they are now back in 1996, Hank. Terrible trade. So that is an awful trade. My yeah. second – the the second worst one of all time is it's probably not the second, but it was very evident because I like the Braves and I watched the Braves and Dan Ugla. Do you remember that steroid <laughs> jacked up little yeah. fool that played second base? I remember them? that dude. Yeah, he played with uh, the Marlins and had a great like three years before arbitration, before like before he got into his deal. Then Atlanta signs him to one of the largest contract deals and extends it. Right? Ugla at some point is at home for four years getting a paycheck. Wow. Four years. Four years. Not even on a field. Nobody would pick him up. Atlanta's like, I'm footing the bill. You could pay him to anything. Nobody wanted him. <laughs> That's how bad he sucked. Wow. If someone were to pick him up, do they have to start helping out with the contract then? No, is that, they, don't... Got, they have to pay him league minimum. Oh, wow. If they felt like he could help. So the Braves were on the hook anyway. Oh, oh my Unless gosh. they could trade for him. Like, some people do that, you know, if they yeah. feel like they've got a little bit more life out of them. I know uh, Josh Hamilton had a bunch of that happen when he got traded. People would like, all right, I'll eat, eat some, some of, of yours. This, right. So I, uh, I can have a leader in mind, but he wasn't a leader. Yeah. You know, he's a drug addict. Yeah. Has he gone back to the dark side? Oh, I think he's in and out. Oh, you're kidding. What a sad story because it was a remarkable story when he made it. He made it out of those tough times. Yep. I mean, he was – 
I mean, he almost died, right? Yeah. And then he came back and he became a, a, a not a Hall of Fame. He became an All Star. Yeah. yeah right. And he won the, and he won the uh, home, home run, run derby. derby. Sure, sure. Well, with baseball season, I know this is a real heavy sports show today, Hank. But shoot, we haven't had one of these in a long time. I know. You got baseball kicking in the gear. Right, it's right around the corner. Do you have a favorite this year? What, who, what are people looking to? Uh, I think Atlanta World Series. I mean, you know, it's always the Cubs. It's always the. Astros, the Dodgers, the Yankees. I think the Braves have a good shot. I think the Braves are pretty young. They're, I mean, they're good. If they have the pitching, I think that they're going to be pretty good. They've got some young guys that they don't have a lot of money in. Right. Um, so I think they're in a good kind of spot. And that's your team? You're a Braves I like, fan? Yeah, I like Atlanta. Yeah. But, you know, it's always those big market teams. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't ever, I mean, although the Brewers made a pretty good run last year, you don't ever see the Brewers. Kansas City made a run a couple of years ago. You don't, I like to see that. But, you know, it's going to be those big market teams. Yeah. I don't keep up with too much baseball, but, you know, it's always fun at the very beginning to watch a couple of games, and then I watch them at the very end for the playoffs. So, yeah, we'll keep that in mind here as the baseball season kicks into gear. Hank, man, other stuff going on around Hickory in the next couple weeks. I know we got a Science Center gala happening. It should be a lot of fun. You know, the March Madness fun is right upon us right now. Any other really exciting stuff that uh, tickles your fancy? Because, I mean, I think you got your baseball season for your little boy happening right now. Yeah, we're in the midst of it. He's on two teams. And so we're on a on two it, teams. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's good because he's playing rec ball, which is, you know, what we've played forever. And then he's he, he's playing on this little travel ball team, mm-hmm. and he's playing up, and you know, so he's playing with a little bit of kids that are a little bit older, and in our league, you know, he he likes to play and he works hard at it, and he's had pretty good success, you know, for an eight year old, for a seven year. I mean, you know, he just enjoys playing. Well, now he's playing up with these kids, and he's playing. He's having to play outfield. He's hitting ninth. Yeah, he's striking out, and it's good character time you know sure. like it's good things in in sports where you you learn to fail and do it well and then right. you know work hard and come back so it's kind of we're starting to get into that hey you know this is why you have to practice this is why you have to do it so you get better at it so it, that's really what we're we're kind of into which is good i mean it's it's been good you know there's no better time of the year for me right than right now this is your favorite I love, time yeah i mean we have practice and thank goodness he loves it you know since you're on two teams we practiced last night. We practiced tonight. We're going to practice on Wednesday. We'll practice Saturday. You know, so we'll have, we'll have plenty of practice. Wow. But, you know, it's because it's he wants to do it. And, yeah. You know. Um, one interesting thing that's happened to me, I can't believe I completely forgot about this, but my oldest daughter, Olivia, is in eighth grade, so she's going to high school next year. So last night was the parents' orientation to Hickory High, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So... It wasn't held at the high school. They actually came to Grandview with the middle school where Olivia is, and the principals came and they tell you about what to expect at Hickory High and all these things. Drugs, gunfights, everything <laughs> exactly. like that. Is that what they're doing? A lot of fights, yeah, uh, a lot of stabbings. No, nah, it wasn't anything like that. They were talking about how the how grades work, and A is 100 to a 90 and this and that, and how there are four class. Everything has basically changed from when we were in high school. Right. The grade systems, there's only four classes. You do uh, this thing called tornado time where there's no lunch time anymore. There's an hour and a half called tornado time that you can go to eat lunch or then you can go to a club, your club, like music club or debate club or whatever, or you can do homework. But it's an hour and a half set aside. I don't, I'm still confused on how it works. It's you lunch gotta, and you don't have to eat lunch. It's lunch and you don't have to eat lunch, but it's an hour and a half. So they won't let the – I wouldn't think they let the kids hang out for an hour and a half, or 
I don't know. We'll find out. Tornado time. It's new to me, right? All right. Yep. So um, there's also a new uh, school in town. It's been around for a little while. It's called HCAM. So it's like an arts and science kind of school right. where you can mix Hickory High and HCAM, different classes. A, a van will take you to and from these. It's like they're almost in college. There's an also another thing that you can go your junior and senior year. All your classes are at Lenore Ryan University. You don't even go to the high school. You take your classes at LR or at CVCC. Yeah, and you can come out with an associate's degree. Yes. Yeah. That's it's unbelievable, crazy. man, crazy. all these new things that are happening. So anyway, I, I sat down and because I live – my oldest daughter is a scholar. I mean she, she's smart. a real smart and girl. And she's uh, good – Yeah, drawing, she's a good athlete. And- she's, she's very well-rounded little girl, but I could tell her she's just – List every word that the principal said, she's absorbing it, just trying to figure out. She's nervous, man. She was like, I don't know if I'm ready because they kept stressing responsibility by the student. You know, it's not the teacher's or the parent's responsibility. You got to be responsible for your homework. You're responsible to make sure that you get to class and do all these things. So anyway, she's not sure if she's ready for all that, but she will be. Let me tell you something, Olivia. Hank Eimer, going from 8th grade to ninth grade, was nervous too. Nervous for a different reason. Nervous because your dad and his friends try to pin me in a corner and try to give me a wedgie. Try to give him wedgies, yes. Yep, try yeah, to pin me in a corner. I remember that. At the club, At I the remember club. it. Yeah, I remember it I too. Pretty, I was pretty shifty. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty shifty. Oh. And then you know where I got it? You know where I got it? Where did you get your wedgie finally? I got, I'll tell you where I got it. We were down at the lower field. Behind the baseball field, and we were all practicing. And it was JV, and it was at high the high school. school. At the high okay, school, gotcha. it was JV and varsity. We we had like this little makeshift field off to the left, and you guys were yep. playing on the other field. Yep. It started raining, thundering, and lightning, and we had to run to the dugouts. dugouts. I remember this. How crazy! This we had is run twenty to, some years ago. Yeah, we had to run to the dugouts. Yes. So we go to third. I go to third base dugout, right? And I look over to that first base dugout. There's all my boys. <laughs> Every single one of them is in that first base dugout. Yes. And then I look down <laughs> to the third base dugout, and I'm in the varsity yes, dugout. I and I am this. by myself. Yeah. And before I could get up off that bench and get out of that dugout, <laughs> I had underwear snatched <laughs> from my body. <laughs> oh, those times. I wonder if that ritual is still around. Oh, no, you the, can't touch it. You can't do wedgies no. anymore. Wow. No. They're getting soft these days. Yep. Yeah, my wedgie experience happened at the center, and think I just wanted to get over with. You know, I I ran around a little bit, but eventually I just said, "Just do it. Let's get it over Let's with." Get out of here. Yeah, it was at the center. I think right before you got into the teen room where Hatton then made the suicides out there, that little area. <laughs> oh yeah. So I got it right there, and there were only like five people there, so it was good. My friend Casey got it at the high school at lunchtime in front of like two hundred people. That's not good. That's not a good one. I but. got one at a at a game too, at a football game. Did you? My Ooh. freshman year. Yeah, from yeah, the, yeah. the year that graduated before y'all that were freshmen in college came back, <laughs> caught me in the game. Yeah, it wasn't very cool. I didn't know. I thought that was off limits. Once you go to college, you can't come back and give wedgies. There, my sister was dating a guy who was a freshman, <laughs> and him and his buddies decided that it was Oh, on. poor Hank. Poor Hank. Yeah. Well, anyway, I wish Olivia the best. And with her adventures into the high school, she's going to do great. So, Olivia, if you're listening, keep your head up. It's going to be awesome. And we have soccer season has kicked in to gear for the Grandview Middle School Eagle Girls. They went two years, Hank, with one win. Last year, they scored one goal all year. Had their first game of the season last Wednesday. 
9-0 victory. Yes, I heard 9-0 victory. So maybe they're, they're on their way up. And just to see those girls' faces, because they did not taste victory one time last year. And in two years, they tasted it once. Right. So for them to feel they were elated just on cloud nine. So hopefully they'll keep the winning going and stay happy. You know, that happened at the high school, too. The high school girls haven't won a game since like 16 in softball. In softball. Okay. okay? Our friend Chad Chad Hewitt. Is coaching them this year. Love this, dude. And they won their first game. And one of the seniors was quoted in the paper said, I didn't think I was going to get a win in high school. And it was well worth the wait. You know that makes Chad feel so. Oh, way to go, Chad. Very proud of you because that dude is awesome. You know, he is a wonderful dude. Congratulations, Chad. Congratulations, Hickory High School Softball. Congratulations, Grandview Middle School Eagles. And hey, congratulations to you. <laughs> Dude, this is for what? Wearing you out on tennis well, court today? Well, no, not really, but you know, just just for being an all-around good dude, man. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I never know where you're going with something like this, so I'm always on guard. Yes, I can see. You're like a little edgy right now. I am now. a little edgy. But please wish me the best as I begin my travels to Cherry Grove on Thursday. I wish your liver the best. It will be fine. But let's not have it's like a lot of training. liver shutdown over there, okay? <laughs> we won't. Okay. Oh, we, we got a new house. This house has a pool. It's on the waterway, like on the canal. It's going to be 50 with, degrees over there. It's supposed to be 75 degrees in Cherry Grove on Thursday and Friday. Oh, Send me a picture of you in the pool. We'll see how I'll comfortable it is. I'll be swimming pool. around with my little floaties on. It's going to be awesome, bro. Right. I can't wait. Well, going- hey, how far is the house from your brother? Now, to let the audience know, your brother and his group. His high school buddies. Neanderthals yes. are probably not that far away. <laughs> and it's going to be. They're like maybe they're probably about four or five blocks walking distance at like two o'clock in the morning. You got to be very careful. It's long enough. You know, I'd probably get there in about 10, 15 minute walk. So not too far. We're about two blocks from the Bolanos in Cherry Grove and from the Hodos, the bar. That's the bar where people shag and dance and all that stuff. The piers two blocks from us. Um, got hermit crabs for sale right up the street. We've got all kinds of fun stuff. Come back right with an airbrush shirt. I will have one. Don't worry about that, Hank. Um, so anyway, we're looking says forward big to fan. Let's, let's get one that says big fan on big, it. Oh, yes. Airbrush shirt that says big fan. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure they're out there. And for all you big fan fanatics, y'all keep it up. Uh, please download, subscribe to our podcast, spread the word. You know, we're really trying to grow this thing as the mesh grows. So is the big fan podcast. So anyway, we'll look forward to talking to you in about two weeks. Good luck, Carolina. Not really. Good luck, NC State, in their NIT game tonight. Yay. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, Sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.